Please send your questions and comments to urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. The gang is working up a Q&A episode. Now, let's listen to find out what dark magic they have cooked up for you today. Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. I'm Jonathan. I'm Roland. I'm Tony. All right. So uh, this is the same fortress that we pulled up last time. Um, this is the, I think this is the one that's that insanely crazy world that where everyone in the world hates us because they're all undeads, I think is what this is. How do I see what, oh, there it is, the year. I was like, how do I see what year it is in this game? Anyway, okay, I got it. Right, so, okay, so this, so this fortress, this world was this completely insane, uh, insanely difficult where no fortress that I've had here, uh, has ever survived more than, I don't know, the first year. And I think that's being generous. And I created this one. This is my continent of hubris, which was oh, I had decided to roll this one because I thought it was so good at the game. Nothing could kill me. And I was going to start a fort up on the ice sheet um, and, you know, kind of prove how, how much of a tough guy I was with this game. And then almost instantly a wave of undead came and absolutely obliterated the fort. And I thought to myself, <laughs> that didn't go well. So I moved to a different part of the ice sheet and then the same thing happened, but even faster. And so I was like, okay, well that sucks. I guess I'm not as great as I thought. So then I put myself in one of the like nicer biomes and the same thing kept happening. And then I think I had realized this whole world is pretty much uh, dominated by te- necromancer towers and undead sieges. And I think it's, it's just, I, I started to wonder if ever it would be possible to survive here. Uh, so I've I've started forts all over this continent and this world in different places, and I think the undead have decimated the dwarven population so much that uh, that I wasn't even getting migrants in a lot of ways in a lot of places. But then this fort that I've just started here called uh, the Dwarven Fortress of Palace Gulf. Uh, has not only had, um, and it's interestingly enough, it is li- it is uh, actually located in a gulf. So that's not just a totally random thing. But the the thing that I've noticed is that that I'm getting migrants to this fortress, and that the population is is usually higher than seven, which is always a good thing in a dwarf fort, I guess, unless you're crazy. But now we're at fifty five, and uh, yeah, that's that's the best fortress i've ever had in in this particular world so have you been playing it even yeah i know that you played this some last week when we were on here i did a little bit last week um i did roland when we were chatting i think i punched a hole in this in this um body oh, of yeah, water right, yeah. that was on the ground to see if it would keep replenishing or if it would drain out and it seems to have kept replenishing like a so, spring or something. Hmm. So cool. Are you guys carrying on a relationship behind my back that I'm not aware of? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we talked about this in the last time we recorded. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think what happened is all I've done in this fortress when I started it was since I thought I'd be dead right away, I carved out a huge channel around a small piece of this little jutting out piece of land. And then I built a wall around it, uh, 
to try to, you know, basically trying to get defenses up right away to, to stand, to withstand the first siege, which I expected in any moment. But I think we're 11 days in. So uh, we're not very far into this, or maybe we're a little farther in, maybe we're a year in. Um, but anyway, not, not too far. And um, yeah, and the undead haven't come yet, which is great. Um, and I hope that they don't. But uh, I guess the, the plan I was going for here is to go find metal and try to train up military people and hopefully not die. But one thing I've noticed that I, I watch those Krug Smash videos and he will send four dwarves off to fight a wave of undead and he'll, he'll kill them all with four dwarves. And for me, the fight's usually over almost instantly and I'm dead. So I'm not sure what's happening. And I think maybe that's something to explore. <laughs> cool. Because, uh, yeah. So that's yep, where I know I'm that with I, this one. I'm, I, is, it, is it that you have gotten better at dealing with the hell that is this world? Or is it just that you've lucked out into a particular embark location? Of course, you said is, it's only been a few days, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's been very long. Let's see what, uh, let's take a look and, and see. I don't, is there any way you can see how old a fort is? I don't know. That's a good question, Roland. Well, um, you can look not at the history. Here. Yeah, I think you have to open the legend viewer to do that. Uh, well, can okay. you, what happens if you take a look at the, uh, at the announcement screen? And just you know start what? pedaling back. No, that I, is pretty good. It goes back to the fourth of Moonstone, ten thirty-eight, and we're yeah, now but it in gets the eleventh of Granite. Once in a while. Well, we're a couple years in, is basically yeah, what I can yeah. see. So we're two years in. So I guess so. I guess it's older than I thought. Um, but uh, yeah, so it isn't dead, and that's amazing. And we've made it down to the caverns, and I think we've even made it down to the magic caverns, the special caverns layer where the fun begins. Yep. We've made it to that cavern layer, and there's some adamantine over there that I suppose we could go try to get. Um, but yeah, I think I, w I think the intent here was there wasn't much bit bituminous coal. I don't know how we say that word, or lignite. So I think I was going down to magma to be able to smelt the, I'm sure, copper is what we've got lots of here. Um, uh, so yeah, so have you... Do you feel like you're doing anything different with this, uh, with this, uh, embark in this strange world, or is it that you've gotten better or, you know, knock on wood, that's a, that's a, you know, a way to bring death upon you by saying that you got better. I wonder or if, if I got smart enough to accidentally not put my fort right next to, right next to, or in the path of the, some of these necromancers. So I've pulled up the, global map here so i guess if if you can see it uh which which most people won't be able to because podcasts don't have a visual element but um when i look at it yeah we're on the west coast of the main continent and i don't see a lot of stuff around there's a tower here it says it's a human tower and it says we're at war so that's probably not good um and they've got a lot of artifacts like pages and pages and pages of them. And it says we could raid it, but we probably shouldn't. Um, and then what else is around here? There's a human fort that we don't have any conflict with. And then there's uh, a, a human monastery. I've never seen that before. Hmm, cool. Have you guys seen a monastery? What is a monastery? 
I think it has I mean, to do with temples. I'm pretty sure I ran into one in um, in uh, an adventure game of mine. Okay, but, is that uh, where uh, where medieval <clears throat> Catholic monks hung out? Um, I know that also, there's of. some monasteries of nuns in uh, in the United States. <laughs> um, it says we're skirmishing with this faction, which I also am not familiar with as a as a status. Like it, it makes me feel like maybe we're just you know like shouting at them, you know, like hmm. your mother smells of elderberries or, you know, like, I don't know what we're doing with them if we're skirmishing, but, um, so we're not at war. Uh, and, and that's it. So maybe we've got a, a fighting chance here. Well, I had a world as well that, that uh, I had every fortress that I did within two years, there would be a horde of undead and necromancer experiments coming in and, and wiping it out. So, I didn't erase it, but I created another world because I got tired of that after like four in a row dumped. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. And we could, um, for the purposes of this podcast, we could very easily park this fortress and then start another one and uh, start from the beginning and, uh, and, and try some things out. Um, what would you guess? Uh, to you do? know, I'm, I'm good either way. We could just, let yeah, know, I think it's uh, it's okay if we just let it run. Let's list. I'm just gonna let it go here. It's off. It's yeah. off. The doors okay. are doing their own thing. Okay. And what what you should do is you should follow your mare. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh <laughs> oh, do we even have one? Oh golly. Oh, we've Look got a nobles. barony. Look at us. We've got a barony. We've got two Ooh, baronies. Well, all he's going to be doing is sitting around drinking. So yeah, look. Oh, they're mad. They don't have what they need. Look, it's all red. Every every our both of our baronies are 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 red, and the mayor's red. We've got somebody called a diplomat. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Uh, have have is this? What am I noticing? I don't believe I've ever had a diplomat. Hmm. You sure that he's yours? Oh, it's he's yeah, in yeah. my noble screen. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm gonna zoom. Oh, let's go. Let's go see what this guy's up to. I'm gonna, let's uh, let's go figure out who this cat is. I don't know where he is. Um, well, not surprisingly, he's hanging out in the tavern. Yeah, I screwed up and and messed up somehow. I don't know how I did it. I messed up all my hotkeys so that I what used to be take me to my gate and my main fortress hub now follows a couple of insignificant peasants as they you know, haul rocks around the fortress. <laughs> I got to reset those. I think uh, if, if a uh, paranoid Metroid ever sees this stream, he's going to die on the inside because I've got a <laughs> stockpile of, I've got a stockpile of, of, of alcohol on layer 99. And then the tavern is on layer six. So <laughs> there's no oh. closer stockpile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, oh gee if only somebody would make a video about how to do stockpiles oh <laughs> uh, Nathan he's needling you I, I appreciated the um, the ramps video though the ramp quick video very much yeah I thought that was really neat this segment is brought to you by Brendan Poole creator of Alithabok the defective pillars a llama leather quiver all crafts dwarfship is of the highest quality a lithobok is encircled with bands of larch, yak bone, octagon-cut citrines, and oval diorite cabochons. This object menaces with spikes of yak leather. On the item is an image of dwarves in llama leather. 
The dwarves are traveling. The artwork relates to the foundation of Pick Hour by the roughness of ankles of the fleshy hairy swords in the early spring of year five. On the item is an image of long six-sided prisms in bismuth bronze. Roland, you said that you uh, introduced last uh, last episode. You talked about introducing someone new to the game. Do you know if they are still playing it, and are they cursing you? Um, no, she's trying to play it. All right, uh, I'm pretty sure she's listening right now, so I'm not allowed to say anything mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, she she's working it up. But you know, starting new just. It's, it's funny because a lot of the things that I do in a new fortress are just very natural to me because I already got around to learn them. And now explaining to somebody that, no, you got to do some stock baths, bro. Uh, no, you got to do it this way. You know, you, you got to make farms. Um, that is funny because I completely forgot that at some point that was me. And I was like, what, what the hell do I have to do? So uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's fun. I always, I always get uh, into a bit of a routine when I do a fortress. Like, uh, I feel like I end up doing the same 10 things exactly the same way every single time. And I don't, and I haven't really figured a way to like force myself out of that pattern because it gets a bit samey because, you know, if you're doing the same seven things each time or 10 things each time, you're kind of like, okay. I wish I could just hit skip and see what happens. Well, yeah, but you know, it's like chess. Yeah, this is true. It's like chess. You can have you can have a, a couple standard openings that you like to go with in chess, but then you know, by the time you get to the tenth move, all that's out the window, and you're true. doing something completely new. Very true. Very true. Yeah, I I rely a lot on eggs for food. I feel like they like them, and it's really easy to do. Yeah, um, is that started, good? Is that your kind of early food strategy? It's not early for me. I usually, I usually put up my uh, my uh, pen of birds and my nest boxes about the fourth or fifth time that I start the game, and DF Hack tells me that I don't have enough nest boxes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, there's a whenever you start the game, it says not enough nest nest boxes. You need sixteen. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then I never do. But uh, eventually, whenever I'm looking for something else to do, I'll go, oh, you know what? I think that I'll make DF hack not nag me about that anymore. But yeah, I think it's a, a good a good source of easy, easy food that should. Oh, I've also gotten to start planting above ground crops now. So, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's really fancy. Yeah, I've been I making uh, uh... raspberries, blueberries, lettuces. And hmm. yeah, so nice. wow, you're a, like a, that's going to be an awesome fall festival for you. If you're going to do that, I want to come for the pie. Yeah, I wanted to diff- I wanted to have uh, some neat fruit wines. Oh yeah, reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes so sense. Uh, yeah, so so I've got that that happening, and they're harvesting harvesting the berries and all that. And hey, I, I gotta again uh, thank you for uh, showing me how to do the uh, the multi level walls because I have done that, and I'm about halfway through. Well, I would consider it to be my first uh, great, I guess, question mark work. I have always wanted to build a pyramid. So my dwarves are in the process of building a pyramid over my courtyard. So uh, it's oh, probably about cool. it's probably about eight or nine 
uh, levels, Z levels tall now, it's probably going to end up being about 20 or 30 Z levels. It's, you know, it's going to have one Z level for every two blocks wide the courtyard is, right? Because cause you start off at the perimeter, you come in uh, one uh, one row for the next level, and then you come in one row for the next level and so on. So it's if the width is equal to N, then your height of your pyramid is going to be in over two. That sounds pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, so, and once I get that done, I have got to figure out how to use the, I think it's called stone vision or one of those 3d visualizers. So I can see my pyramid mm-hmm. in all of its three dimensional glory. So, That's pretty cool. That would be really neat. I've had uh, very uh, limited luck with those visualizers. Like they haven't quite worked or I end up scrolling off the screen and not being able to see what's happening. And I don't really care about seeing it as a, as a live action thing. I just want to see a snapshot, a picture of my pyramid. I wish that there was a Minecraft plugin to where you could take your fortress <laughs> and, you know, directly translate it into Minecraft and then have it be a Minecraft world. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. Is there? Seriously. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. That would be awesome. I, I yeah. swear I'm not hallucinating when I say that I read that there is an add-on that does exactly that, where it uh, transports your Dwarf Fortress world into a Minecraft one, but it has problems because um, it mostly takes just the map that you build mm-hmm. from your current fortress and then has like extreme chunk errors in uh, uh, at the edges of it. But at least you get like a cool vision of what it could look like. That, yeah, like I said, I don't care at all about... Well, I should rephrase that. It would be cool if you could basically turn this into an FPS, you know, God mode or like where you're floating. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that I'd like to see a snapshot, a 3D visualization of my the exterior, mostly of my fortress. So and if I could do it in Minecraft, I think that would be a great way to do it, because Minecraft is good for seeing a long way. You can mm-hmm. see often often the distance, uh, a large structure. I'm not real big on the gameplay of Minecraft. Never really have been. Um, I, I can understand how people would get into it, but I'm more of a Dwarf Fortress kind of guy, I guess. <laughs> we can get a Dwarf Fortress VR. Oh, God. <laughs> you you say that. It seems like I'm trying to think. Did I dream that? Did we Dwarf. talk about that? Dwarf Dwarf someone, was someone working on that? Dwarf Fortress, Dwarf Fortress VR. VR? Yeah. Well, somebody no, I think should. that was a dream. I must have This segment is made possible by a grant from Blood Toes, creator of Dumateter, the Rough Boulders. Dumateter is a slate figurine of a yak cow. All crafts dwarfship is of the highest quality. The yak cow is burning. The artwork relates to the melting of the yak cow and pick hour in the early autumn of year seven. It is encrusted with round slate cabochons, studded with black bronze, and encircled with bands of emerald-cut amethysts, and round brilliant-cut praises. This object is adorned with hanging rings of praise and menaces, with spikes of slate and horse bone. Hey, so I got another thing about my, my recent fortress that, uh, that I did. Roland, in a recent episode, talked about how he did not like to go into heavily forested areas, because hmm. he would get dragon attacks and they would catch it on fire and it would cause frame death. Well, mm-hmm. I had my first dragon attack. 
Oh, no way. And, yeah, I had my first dragon attack, and it actually did. I was in a heavily forested area. Like Roland said, it torched my entire surface of my embark area. Yep. But for whatever reason, I did not experience frame death. And, you know, there was a human, or maybe a dwarf, can't remember. There was, But there was a, a, a trade caravan that was on the trade depot at the time. And it was the the people from the trade caravan who slew the dwarf. I think one of them may have been Bard the Guardsman. But yeah, so the so the trade caravan people are who killed the uh I said the dwarf, who killed the dragon. It was great. Oh, so some of those guys can be kind of badasses. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. Like Yeah, you, they got him with, with arrows. Oh <laughs> well you can tell they're NPCs. Arches? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I'm Impossible. pretty sure I'll have to I have to look it up. I'll, I'll look up to see if I can find the. Um, do they have lead crossbows? Because I heard those can do real damage when they're like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so the yeah, it burned down the entire surface. But my surface is recovering. It was just this big gray slab of ashes. Whenever you looked at the at the surface, but after a year, year and a half, and autumn, some of the green stuff is showing back through. It destroyed. Probably about three quarters of my livestock that was up on the top of the land, and it killed about twenty dwarves, not counting the uh, not counting the people who were in the caravan, and it covered everything, including my stockpile of stones that I had up there for for building my works. Uh, it covered everything in ashes, so everything was just this gray, you know, look like someone dumped gray paint mm. on my embark. But in it's California, recovering. we call that fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wildfire season. Are yours caused by dragons? Yes, they uh, they actually are. Uh, well, depending on the season, <laughs> clarify that. Depending on the year, and you know how it goes. This has been a good fortress that I'm running right now. I've enjoyed it. I've I I slew a minotaur. Minotaur, yeah, I slew a minotaur, or my dwarves did anyway. I've slain a dragon. Hmm. Um, I've got two squads: one of macemen, one of uh, hammer dwarves. And yeah, things are, are going relatively well so far. It's time for the zombies to show. <laughs> that's amazing. Like I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a really amazing thing. Um, I would love it if, if something exciting like that happened here, usually uh, it's just death. Um, so yeah. What do you guys do if you, if you end up and you're in one of those embarks that only has copper? I mean, I guess you just kind of go into copper and that's that's all you can do, right? Or, or is there something yep. I'm missing? Um, I mean, you can be convoluted and just buy steel or iron from the caravan. Um, mm, I was going to suggest that. Yeah, uh, but that is quite expensive depending on what kind of trade items you do. If you, for example, have a stupidly large food industry like I usually have, then that is... A real possibility. Oh, do you pay um, in food for things? Yeah, like I, I pay food? in food oh, in like so prepared smart. meals. Well, I go a different route. Really? I go with, uh, I usually will try to mine all the jewels I can. And I have, uh, I have my jewelers improve finished goods. And that mm-hmm. really jacks up the price of, of rings and crowns and, and scepters and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you, if you decorate the hell out of them, and then sell them, you can get some really high prices out of them. And that might make it, that will make it worth it to buy yeah, some steel true. and iron. Yeah. 
Um, but I usually, I am too greedy to actually get my gems out into the world. I uh, put them on my furniture and then I plaster the furniture all over my um, fortress so that my dwarves are happy. Uh, but uh, for food, it's, it's pretty cool because um, if you have a lavish meal, you have four ingredients and every ingredient type has a value and that gets multiplied by the amount of um, work every single ingredient got plus it gets multiplied again by the 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 ultimate co cooking process of the meal so uh, if i have a barrel of just prepared meals i can get easily over a million drop bars if i have the right ingredients which is pure insanity and that works pretty well i might add, but I'll have to try that. Steel bars are heavy, so you don't get too many in a caravan because they don't just just bring steel, but other stuff. Um, and even if you say, yo, bring me all the steel you have, you get maybe 10. <laughs> so Which is nothing to sneeze at, though. You have 10 steel bars. You can, uh, you can, it, it's more than one. Is it one piece of uh, armor typically, and then one piece of coke to uh, to a particular uh, to a, uh, one piece of fuel to a particular piece of armor or a particular weapon? What do you mean? Is that the case? What's the? There's, rate, I know that there's rules the you can look up of, in of building materials to armor. Like how much of the coke or or whatever plus metal? Yeah, it's like have. one fuel and one like yeah. one fuel one, and one, one metal. Bar. Yeah. Turns into like a piece of armor. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. uh, so. So you get quite some pieces. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, um, ultimately, if you have like three squads and you want full steel armor plus shields plus weapons, uh, then you got like a few caravans ahead of you. Um, I mean, the cheap route is just annoying the goblins into attacking you but that obviously only works if you have goblins to attack you if you don't have goblins you won't get any of their sweet sweet goblinite and even if you have goblins you have to expect a lot of casualties in the war because you're just attacking with copper so that might not be the best option here <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of other ways to get your hands on better metals, but I don't think there is. I mean, sure, there are exploits like the arrow exploit, um, where you only need a single steel bar. Then you make some steel arrows or bolts out of it, and then you smelt every single uh, bolt back down. So you have more bars than you had before. Uh, right. Yeah, but you know that that is just cheating. You can, it's 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 cheating, and it's so much simpler to just open DF hack and cheat yourself some steel bars instead. Same thing, but yeah. yes. Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is brought to you in part from Lucas, artisan of Ardzish Thickthognacat, author bar the drenched chains. Ardzish Thickthognacat is a cobaltite millstone. All crafts dwarfship is of the highest quality. It is decorated with turkey leather, horse leather and turkey bone, and encircled with bands of rectangular cobaltite cabochons and apple wood. 
This object is adorned with hanging rings of cobaltite and menaces with spikes of wild boar leather. On the item is an image of Tun Boat's oranges the dwarf in cobaltite. When you have the petitions to build guild halls or whatever, how do you really, how do you like quickly increase the value of those so that, so that people detail the floors, detail the floors? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll okay. do it every time. Okay. Okay, cool. No tables, no nothing else. If, if you detail, if you got a room the side that you got right there, like a, like a four by, by 10 or something like that, if you smooth and then detail the floors and walls, then it will give it past that 2000 mark to turn it into a guild hall. Yeah, that's true. Oh, cool. Then you can, then you can dress it up later. Especially if you have a good detailer, then you get some masterful stuff in there and three masterfully made, uh, uh, engravings will be enough. So, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So I think I'm almost to the guild hall because I've had him get really mad at me and they're like, you said you'd build a guild hall and oh, we've got to meeting place. We want to be exclusive, man. Really high standards. I just shoved a whole bunch of gold statues in my um, in my temple, and that seemed to do it. But if gosh, if I can just detail the floors, that's pretty cool. On a completely unrelated note, I really hope that Tarn allows you to use the original soundtrack on the Steam release of the game because the original Tarn Adams guitar music from Dwarf Fortress to me is the soundtrack for Dwarf Fortress. Oh. Totally agree. I have it like mm-hmm. drummed into my head from watching um, <laughs> whose who's videos that, oh my gosh, I'm, my brain is so fried right. Dastastic. Because he has that, he has that on mm-hmm. loop on all of his tutorials. And so it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely drummed into my head that that's the sound that I should expect. I hope he's had some time to, to, um, to create some new tracks to, <laughs> in, in all of his in all of his well, uh i think they've hired out the music oh that's yeah. brilliant that's the, really the music cool. that you listen on the videos for um that that you see on the the previews is not it's good music but it's not his uh his his guitar riffs. yeah which is amazing <laughs> like let's just be really honest i thought that was really cool that he included that uh but yeah i don't know i'm not much of a game music kind of person anyway i usually mute it so well i mean you could have this going on in the background while you're cleaning the house and it would be very peaceful and yes better. it would be it would make me feel like i was watching a dastastic video is what i think <laughs> i could do actually <laughs> why do i keep oh. dying dastastic um uh i pulled up to look for my dragon slaying on the uh on my report history and unfortunately, on um, yeah, on the on the combat report, and it doesn't go back far enough. I don't think. Yeah, could so be. You'd have uh, to pull it from bummer. Legends, probably, right? Could be. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. So so we talked about ramps. We talked about stairs. Uh, someone awesome made a video about it. But it, are there advantages or disadvantages to? to that like is it better to use ramps than stairs or like i know wagons can go up ramps but like well i also have to say that i I don't know that i was i wasn't talking about uh the exact same thing what i was talking about and i was calling ramps was actually simply channels it was too uh, that's down the ramps Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you always channel down but the but you're but people can come back up channeled things it's just right the ramp is like where you want something where there's nothing yeah if you if you need to yeah you can build a ramp if the uh if the you you like are up against a wall and you need to to climb the wall oh what the 
Yeah. Sorry. What's uh, going on your Again, if just so Oh, it- that's right. You're at a, a thousand frames per second. Never mind. Oh, you know what? Because I no, I didn't. Uh, some migrants came, and uh, and holy smacks! Can we talk about the fact that we're up to eighty two now? Damn, I have some bad news for you. Then three. I'm not going to survive that over. Do you think yeah, goblins? Got... You think the gobos will come? Yeah, or undead. I saw I saw that somebody was calling them gobos, and I was like, that feels like the most Australian slang for goblins ever. But anyway, maybe that was our um, our awesome minecart shotgun guy. That was my favorite. Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate the great from uh, yeah from 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 Australia. Australia. Yeah, I think he was onto something there. I have still never done anything that extreme. I I I don't know that my fortresses last long enough. Maybe that's my twenty. 20 what year is this 2021 yeah maybe that's my goal <laughs> there i'm a sh- drake oh the wait i see drake and i think dragon because draco as the the latin name at least in dungeons and dragons there's a pop star called drake yeah i don't think he's in my dwarf fortress game though yeah no he is not into that no way you don't think he plays dwarf know. fortress no drake if you're listening he might <laughs> Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, Drake. Yeah. And you're guaranteed to get <laughs> we'll more a, podcasts. We will create a tier <laughs> oh, just man, for you. This is going to haunt me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can see no no uh, information about my dragon, but I was wanting to... I'm pretty sure that it was killed by uh, merchant archers. <laughs> I love that. The merchant archers. It sounds like a, a new branch of the military or something. The merchant archers. Yeah, no, um, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, that's why sometimes attacking the the caravan is not a good idea because uh, they no, can actually brutal. do quite some damage. Yeah. Yeah, they can be mighty unpleasant. Uh, the elves, though. I mean, I usually, I mean, because why not, right? I don't think I have elves in my uh, in my world. I've got human caravans and dwarven caravans, but I've not had any elves show up yet. Hmm. That's it's interesting. early too. It's this is year eight that I'm in. Oh, that's very early. Okay. It also could be that's that could be why I've seen both a minotaur and a dragon in my first, you know, five hmm. six years of the fortress. Hmm. So actually three, it started at year five, this particular embark. So, uh, it's three years old and I've already seen a dragon and a minotaur. That's impressive. I very rarely see those magical creatures. I've had rocks. Um, I had, I've had something that set the world on fire, but I don't think it was something as cool as a dragon. I think it was some other thing. Maybe, I don't know. It was a dragon. I mean, lame. (laughs) Um, if you start earlier, you just get more of the creatures, more of the funny creatures, especially because uh, dragons oh, that's cool. don't funny tend in what to way? survive long for some reason. Funny in what way? Um, funny in the magical kind of way, you know, like minotaurs oh, okay. and stuff. Uh, because, for example, minotaurs are not very good in battle, as it seems. They're smaller than giants, so they usually get mauled by those. Um. Mm-hmm. They pose a threat, yeah, but only um, if they have, like, a weapon in their hands. If they're just butt naked, then it's just a cow person and uh, fairly easy to deal with. 
I might say. Uh, but for example, dragons, they do start with um, a very small size and are very weak when the world is generated. So um, newborn dragons are like the size of dogs or cats. They're tiny. Aww. Yeah, so the only dangerous thing about a cat-sized dragon is his fire, obviously. Um, uh, maybe I'll do a Legends export and, and look mm-hmm. up the, uh, the, the, the details on that for, and have it next time for us. Oh, gang, something exciting happened. The Forgotten Beast, Akko's Budzumak has come. A three-eyed crab. It has a pair of fan-like antenna and a giant and a gaunt appearance. Its eyes are fuchsia and its vermilion exoskeleton is leathery. Beware, it, beware its nox, noxious secretions. So that, that's, that's fun. So maybe we'll figure out where this fella is. Nice. And uh, he's an uninvited guest. Well, that's, that's the understatement, isn't it? There we go. And we're going to follow this chap. And he is probably not going to get in. Wait, gone. what was it? was it? What kind of animal was it? Gone. Gone. It's a gone animal. Oh, <laughs> it went okay. away so fast. Aw. Dang. It was a it, three-eyed crab, right? Oh, it was a three-eyed oh. crab. Thank you. Okay. Shoot. Um, because, uh, for example, against crabs, I can tell you, use a spear. It's very easy to get the meat out. Oh, good. Delicious <laughs> and good. <laughs> <laughs> I think a three-eyed crab would be delicious. I don't know about the noxious occasions, a, but... Honestly, a crab the size of a bus is... Oh, I'd eat that so hard. Three eyes, noxious... Yeah, sure, sure, whatever. A crab buffet, all you can eat? Mm. Yeah, you could do a big crab buffet with that. Um, I think I feel like I, sh- I wish I could have gotten it, but I have a lot of those little... Because I've punched down in this fortress into all of the cavern layers, and I think I've seen, I've, I've had those people that like to come and, you know, explore caverns for you. And, uh, <laughs> those people. <laughs> I forgot, what are they called? You know, uh, oh, explorers? I don't know. Uh, yeah, adventurers. So, yeah, I get a lot of these forgotten beasts that pop up and then they just leave immediately. They're like, oh, yeah, there's no sad. way into this fortress. I guess that's because there's no way in. I mean, is that mm, right? Guess, like, if yeah. there's no way in, then they just. Well, they could mingle around anyway, but, um, yeah, could be. Yeah, this episode took a strange turn with the three-eyed crab. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a Goodfellas moment there for a little bit when you were talking about when Roland mentioned funny creatures and you said, funny in what way? And I was hearing it in the Joe Pesci Goodfellas voice, you know? Do you remember <laughs> that scene? Am I funny to you? Funny how? Like funny ha? Huh? Um, sorry. <laughs> I should like that movie, but I have never seen Goodfellas. Oh, well. I've seen The Godfather umpteen times. Um it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's on my top five list, but uh, I've never seen Goodfellas. It's pretty I should good. Wa- should it's, watch uh, it. it's, it's reputation is, um, is, is deserved as a good film. Cool. Um, I think I might need to head out soon. Okay. So we got a light start. So this is going to be a, probably a shorter episode than typical. Is that okay um, with you? I mean, oh, it's the, Oh, that's we fine. That's fine by me. Because um, I can record. And well, we no, should let, I... the, let the listeners know that that we are going in a more conversational direction. There's, you know, while we're waiting for the Steam release to drop, could be three months from now, could be a year. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on in the world of Dwarf Fortress as far as uh, as far as news. So 
we are probably going to be taking this a little bit more into the conversational direction, doing some, uh, a little bit of kind of a combination of let's play and, and, uh, topical stuff on the, on the episodes. If you know, let us know if you, you know, have a strong dislike for the change in direction, uh, then but, you know, we'll take that into consideration. <laughs> or we might not. Or um, we might not. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's cool. And I think if anybody has ideas for stuff that they would enjoy trying to have us do or learn by doing, that would be pretty fun. Um, we're, so, yes. We're, we're also live oh, streaming. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're also live streaming the creation and playthrough of a fortress. So, um, we'll do our best to explain what's happening for those of you who aren't following along live. And if, unless you were watching, uh, if you're listening to this, um, you know, six years from now, listening to the backlog or whatever, if this is the year 2027 and you're listening to this episode, well, howdy from the past. We are also putting these episodes uh, on YouTube so that if you want to see the episode as you uh, download it or as you as you oh, listen to really us go along, then that's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'll t try to be better at renaming the episodes from just Dwarf Fortress li Roundtable live stream to episode whatever it is. But when I guess um, you do, you get you probably get a slightly more unfiltered audio feed, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. you do. Uh, you do. Oh. Um, so the so the idea is that I'm going to Funky. be cleaning up, cleaning up the audio podcast so that so that anything that is you just have to have the visuals for that doesn't work, uh, then. Then, uh, then I'll probably filter that out like I did with episode 57, I believe it was, our, our more recent one. But, um, yeah, if if it doesn't work and our, and our listenership just tells us that they hate this kind of thing, then we, we, we'll look at, at change it up. But right now, like I said, there's just not a lot going on in the Dwarf Fortress world. And I think this is the way we're going to go for at least for a little while. Come next year, it may, it may change up. We'll probably go ahead and take another hiatus after Thanksgiving. Uh, because that seems to work out well for us. We want to give you plenty but, of holiday shopping time and don't want you to be distracted yeah. by us. Yes, I want a morning star for Christmas. Wow. I want it to be made of silver. Makes, a silver makes morning a nice star. holiday tree decoration too, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, like on top of the tree. my neighbors. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, a morning star on top of a Christmas tree. That would be great. But, okay. Well, guys, uh, you all have a wonderful uh, period of time until we meet again. And uh, until next time, this has been Dwarf Fortress Roundtable and happy fortressing, folks. Hey, we'll see Bye -bye. you. Bye. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.